0: So you like bold red wine most of the time With notes of fig and raisin You like a cold brew and pitching horseshoes As the sun is fading You like football games and dishing out nicknames The Godfather's one and two But not so fast, we've got a podcast We like that too we like that too. We like that too. We like that too. We like that too. Hey, Bon
1: Vivants, welcome back to the We Like That Too podcast. I am Brad Jones, and of course, joining me is the head Bon Vivant himself, Mr. Keith
2: Lou. Hey, everybody. Great to be back. Well, This has been an evening. You know, the the only thing I could think of was the line from uh, Gladiator. Are you not entertained? (laughs) If you weren't entertained where we were tonight, there's something very, very wrong with you. I've got to tell you what. What a show.
1: We've we've done a lot of great interviews with some great people, but I've got to tell you what. Tonight was a topper. It It was absolutely one of the finest, most professional shows I I think I have ever attended. We're we're
2: going to talk more about it. and uh, introduce our guests tonight. And uh, it's night, yeah. we're in, Usually we do these in the daytime, but it's, it's night. I
1: know. We are actually, we are not in the uh, Bon Vivant International Media Center. No, we're not. And for our guests. We're on the uh, road again. That sounds a lot cooler than Brad's basement. <laughs> so We named it the Bon Vivant International Media Center. Um, which, by the way, acoustically does work. This is, um, this is great acoustics. But this is great acoustics.
2: Yeah. We're, we're going to love this. We're in a dressing room. Uh, a well, lot of soft, uh, material and surrounding us. So. And guitars. Yeah.
1: We've got guitars hanging up here too. So that's pretty cool. Well,
2: you've just given away where we are. We're in Branson. We by, are by, in by Branson. Guitar, we are, you've, we given are, our, you've given it away. We so. are in
1: the entertainment capital of the Midwest. Branson, ladies and Missouri. gentlemen, Branson, Missouri. Yes. And we saw one of the finest shows I think there probably is in Branson. Yep. I, it, was just, it was just tremendous.
2: It was. We are happy to welcome the Hay Goods. We just saw their show and we've got three of Hey, goods. Three of the six. Yes. Yep. Five and one. Yeah. Hello, yeah.
1: Hello I, want to get, so I want to get into that so, too. So we've got yeah. Catherine, we've got Tim, and we have Patrick. Patrick, yeah, yeah. very so,
2: good. And welcome, All right. welcome everybody. Thank welcome. You. Thank, you happy to be thank, here. thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate it so much. I was totally blown away. So great show, guys. Congratulations. We appreciate you letting us come in here. Uh, we're doing this after a, a barn burner of a show. You guys have to be exhausted. Although you know, my wife asked me after the show, "How are they able to sit here and do this?" and if it's like theater, it's, and it is, it's adrenaline. I mean, you, it takes a oh, while yes. to come down after show. Oh, for a show. sure.
3: We'll stay up till midnight or one easily. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we're still going. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. I get it. So, well, uh, we were talking before we started the recording about the, the process of the show. And the first thing we do is we review one bottle and, uh, Timothy, who helped us set all this up. And thank you very much, Timothy. I really thank appreciate you, it. Yes. Thank you. Tim. Um, he told me that, you know, he, uh, he was a little bit sensitive to sulfites in wine. Uh, he wanted to try something. And, and so I went out and searched for an organic wine. Now, all wine has sulfites in it, but a lot of times sulfites are added to wine. Yep. Yep. So organic wine doesn't add any sulfites. So today we are going to drink an organic – and this is the first time we've done an organic wine, so I'm a little excited. And it's about time actually. Yes, yes. So this is Montanore Estate. This is from Willamette Valley, Oregon, Brad.
1: Willamette Valley is one of my favorite areas because they grow the best Pinot Noirs – on the planet out there in yeah. a very small, yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful areas, yeah. Gorgeous, yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous area. Gorgeous wine country. Yeah.
2: And this is a 2017 larange <laughs> Say that three times real fast. L'Orange Rosé. The grape in this is primarily Pinot Gris okay and it's actually this one is actually orange in color almost
0: yes Um, it's pretty dark
2: yeah yeah that's just by leaving the the skins the grape skins in contact with the wine as it ferments a certain amount of time to get that color leave it on a long time it's going to be a red wine pull the skins it's going to be a white wine but the amount of time they leave it in contact during fermentation is what gets it this orange color it is a blend also there's some other uh there's Two other wines in here with the pinot gris so this is the montanori estate larange 2017 what do you guys think first of all cheers cheers
1: yeah. so <laughs> right, cheers. Yeah. Yeah. cheers
3: cheers for, uh, for hanging out yeah
1: it, i don't know what you say you say break a leg
2: before the show
0: i
1: don't, <laughs> don't
3: know <I'm>, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's good no job. i think
2: cheers
1: is what <laughs> you
3: say after the after show, the show. Uh, that's yes right. good show that's right that's <laughs> right
2: so it is a lovely orange color what are you getting off the nose anything
3: like a grapefruity? Yeah, yeah a little bit some of citrus. Citrus. some citrus. A little citrus. Yeah. I want to say that it kind of orangey. Am I am I wrong? Are you getting like no, I, orange notes?
2: I get orange peel off of it too. Yeah. Almost like an orange zest.
3: Yes. Yeah. You're, yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's
2: dry. It's not too sweet.
4: No. Mm-hmm. You no, know, it is it is quite delicious. And and thank you for the consideration as far as um sulfites. Most most people don't know that sulfites are added to almost all wine. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I exclusively drink um, organic wines. Um, What's your favorites then? Uh, actually, I, I drink a lot of wine. This is going to sound crazy, but the wines that we can get here locally that are organic are mostly red wines out of Africa. Yep.
5: Um, yeah, and South and African. The, yeah, yes. there, there's a
4: huge industry for organic wines out there, and it, yeah. it sounds it sounds a little crazy, but they have some. Absolutely delicious. Uh, I love red wine. I love um, just, South
2: African, especially blends. They do yeah. some great blends in South Africa, and uh, big fan of South yeah, it, African wines. So. A-
4: after after a show and the excitement and the ad- adrenaline, it's a great way to just ease you into the night. Right. You know, you're out there on your on your back porch and you're watching the moon come up and listening to the the of whirls in the trees here in the Ozarks, and um, it's just a great way to ease into the evening. But this is also delicious, and yeah, we really appreciate
3: it. My this favorite is, is rosé. So thank you for picking them rosé well you're welcome
2: and i'm it's glad delicious. to share it with you i should have brought another bottle as, as, <laughs> oh, that's okay. as, as keith and i
1: say they pa- these are uh, patio pounders yep. you know in the just, summertime yeah. you get oh, one nice and cold nice oh, pinot yeah. grige oh, and yeah. you know you sit out on the patio and you open it and then something miraculous happens it's empty
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's just,
0: yes
4: well, <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of people that um, are allergic to sulfites and they don't know why or what that there is an alternative. Right. right. Um, and you can, um, and yes, there is a minuscule amount. They still put it on the bottle, but yeah. organic wines, you know, don't have any preservatives added. And so there's just a well, teeny bit of it.
2: And the grapes are grown organically too, meaning they're not using yeah. any, um, pesticides, yeah. herbicides, that kind of thing when they're growing their grapes. So it's, it's not just, they're not adding sulfites their process is yeah. natural and pure and yeah i think yeah. you're going to see more
1: of them uh wine enthusiasts their latest podcast they talk about the emergence of these kind of wines because of younger winemakers and they are really concentrating on their audience which is growing as far as organics is concerned yeah and yeah. you know he admitted he said look if we get some kind of a mite or something that's eaten up our grapes or eating up our vines, we're going to go in and we're going to kill it. Um, but I think you're going to see a lot more organic wines out there. And this is a good one. I like this one. The
4: pesticide that they use is actually naturally derived. I mean, a lot of times you'll get a mite or something like that, you know, because it's, it's just natural and you don't want to lose your whole crop or else you can't be in in business, but they'll, they'll use a naturally derived pesticide, which, you know, does not stay in the environment for very long, uh, because of, of, of how it's made. And, uh, a lot a lot of them will do that and it is a lot healthier you know we yeah. our family has always actually had a focus on um health and eating and trying to be the uh, physically the, the strongest that we can you know so we 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 do um eat uh, organic as much as we can and, and also if we are going to drink or enjoy something we try and make it organic as well but and a lot of our friends who you know who are younger as you said that market is expanding um a lot a lot, lot of um 40s and under these days you know they're very conscious of, of the environment they want to do the right thing and, uh, so this, this, this fits right in with that. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah.
3: And I feel like they, they want quality over quantity. You yeah. know? Yeah. You spend yeah. a little more and get good quality and it, it makes you feel good and, you know.
2: Yeah. Good segue. The price point on this wine is about $21. So it's very approachable, yeah. very affordable.
3: Yeah, especially um, if you're splitting it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and especially for a rosé, you know, um, some of the French rosés can get pretty pricey, but, um, yes. <laughs> they're good. They're good, but you don't have to spend a lot to get a great rosé.
1: No, you don't. And, as uh, a matter of fact, the whole rosé explosion in the last yeah. 10 right? years, yeah, you know, yeah it's I've not, it's that. not pink zin- or red it, zinfandel. It, it, yeah, pink not, zinfandel, it's, it's not sweet. gives you diabetes, you yeah. know, with one. <laughs> way yeah, too yeah, yeah, sweet. Yeah, way, way, way too, much way
2: sugar. too sweet. Well, we recommend this one, Bon Vivants so if you find it out there. And, uh, we'll, as always, we'll post the, uh, the bottle on the website uh with the episode so this show is about music and brad i gotta tell you i just found out something new about the music world okay. you know there's so many ways to download music these days mm-hmm. i didn't know you could get it through your local library well sure you wow. can. so our local library is the missouri <laughs> right? river region library and they are one of our new sponsors so we, we welcome so them. so glad to have them but their representative told me that you can check out music CDs with your library card, but they also have, you can download albums through a streaming service with your library card. Wow. There is an app called Hoopla. That you can download, and if you've got a library card, you can go on and download music using your library card and your location, and you can get music through your library just like you do through Spotify or or iTunes or anything like that. It's crazy. So um, I didn't
3: know that. That's so cool. I know. Congrats. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: like I said, our local library is the Missouri River Region Library. Bonnie Vance, check out your local library wherever you are for uh, music resources. Well, music
1: for yeah. sure. And we're gonna and and we're gonna talk a lot about those things too. I yeah. mean, you know, Bob Vance do all these great things. They do traveling and, you know, we just had a great wine. You can go check out wine regions. I mean, there's all those things and it's all right there at your local yep. library
2: resources at your fingertips yep. you bet
1: you and uh we're going to talk a lot about what yeah, you we can are. get from your local and we uh, encourage libraries. you to
2: check out your library wherever you are that's right
1: now we're going to check, out, gonna the gonna check out the hay goods that's right
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right so timothy you're the senior member of the group as far as uh, the performers i mean there was mom and dad that got you started but you're the you're the eldest sibling so let's as Maria Von Trapp would say, <laughs> let's start at the very beginning. That's <laughs> a very good place to start. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, interesting point. We lived in Springfield when you guys broke out in Silver Dollar City, and we, we were probably there for some of your first shows at Silver Dollar City. Oh, wow. our, our kids were young. You, you were not even playing yet. <laughs> they probably tro- not. They tried no. you on stage at the very end. <laughs> yep. With this little bitty thing, and you kind of stood there. Yes, and yeah. I pretended yeah. to play
3: my yeah. violin, but to me, it was real.
2: Well, no, it was. And it, was it was. You know, you stole. Air, you stole the violin. show. You know, I, I mean, was you,
3: probably maybe one, yeah.
2: <laughs> one uh, or two. Yeah, These just guys worked their tails uh, off for a whole show, and then they trot you out at the very end, and you steal the show. So.
3: <laughs> of course, uh, is that the way you
4: remember it? Oh, that's exactly the way it happened. <laughs> and, and of course, we're all dating ourselves here because right. that was '93. Yeah, that was '1993, '94, and that would have been on the gazebo at Silver Dollar City. Yes.
1: Yeah. And you all look like little miniature Roy Rogers's Yeah. Yes. Yes. Who did who yeah, did your, uh, who did your costumes? Silver That's, Dollar
5: City. No, the first year we actually had our neighbor um, sewed yep. us some vests. Okay. Um, the Kanais and they were our neighbors in this little mobile home park where we lived and they were from Hawaii and dad was originally from Hawaii. Oh, really? That's where mom and dad met. Yeah. And so we instantly had this neighborly connection with them. We'd talk Hawaii and they'd bring over macadamia nuts and you know, yeah. we, <laughs> so she noticed, Miss Kanai noticed that we didn't have any outfits, any costumes. And she said, you know what? Well, we could sew you some of these. So she, Mom picked out the material and yes. she sewed vests for us. And that was one of our first costumes. <laughs> and yep. and that's where the kind of the Roy Rogers thing came it from. Was, and then the, the next year, Silver Dollar City said, hey, we've got a costume shop. We could you know, <laughs> yeah, put yeah. you boys in some official-looking overalls. You were
2: elevated
1: oh, yeah. to, oh, yeah. to, oh, yeah.
5: to costume status. That, that's right. So, yeah. Of course, so, yes. So yeah. Timothy,
2: what, tell us what led up to that. What got sure. you to that point? I mean we, sure. we heard the story tonight, but for the Bon Vivants out there.
4: So if you go back to the very beginning, it's actually – actually a very serendipitous and uh, an interesting uh, adventure tale. Uh, I was five years old. And the famous violinist who is in a wheelchair because he has polio, Itzhak Perlman. It's like Perlman, yes. yeah, um, the the violinist, yes. the violinist, yeah. so, truly one of the finest uh, violinists in the world. I have all of his albums. And yeah, there's a difference between a technical violinist and a violinist that plays with their soul. You can feel it. Yeah. it. it just, it just, it just feeds your soul. And that that that's that that is what describes him. He was on Sesame Street was it and, with Grover uh, with Grover. So this was 1982. <laughs> You know, 1982, 83, I saw that segment. I was five years old. I went to my mother and I said, mom, I want to play violin like that man. And mom, you know, she just said, I, you know, I, kids want to do all sorts of things. Kids want to be firemen and policemen and and do all these things. So she let it rest. I kept going to her mom. I want to be like that man. So she said, Okay, so let's get you into violin lessons. Five years old, she bought me a violin and I started taking classical violin lessons. And as I was growing up learning how to play the violin and going to lessons every week, the next brother that came along would pick up the violin. The next brother that came along would pick up the violin, except for Patrick, who's the piano player in the family yeah. and doesn't play a stringed instrument, which we'll, we'll circle back to that <laughs> in, in a minute and how that happened.
2: Um, but Interesting so, that the piano has strings but is not considered a
4: stringed yes, instrument, yes, right? Yes, yes. Well – Patrick actually started on the marimba.
5: We'll get to
4: yeah. (laughs) We'll we'll, we'll tell his
0: because he was different. He was different. He was really different.
5: He
4: was very different. So Dominic and um, Michael and Catherine, you know, they would see me going to lessons and playing the violin. I want to be like my older brother. Before you knew it, Mom was taking a lot of us, you know, all all of us really, to violin lessons every single week. Well. We started learning and playing music together as a family. It just kind of naturally happened. We all needed to learn and practice the same songs. And, and as the oldest, I progressed very quickly and I became uh, very accomplished at a very young age. I just, I just, I just took to it. I was a natural at it. And the, the moment in, in 1989 happened when, uh, there was a gentleman who was supposed to play at a nursing home and he got sick and he couldn't do it. They called us up and it was a couple days before and they said, hey, would you please just put together a couple numbers and come play for these people because they're expecting a show and a concert and we got the whole nursing home excited about it. So mom laid out a bunch of songs, The Bicycle Built for Two and Boil the Cabbage, uh, This yeah. Down and Twinkle Little Star and these things. We went in there, we played this little show and they clapped for us and they liked it. From that moment... We got a call from the Burgess Fest in Bernie, Texas. And, um, they said, Hey, we want you to come and we want you to play your fiddles. And so we worked up a little bit more of a professional show. We yeah, yeah. came, we played our, our music and the crowd went wild. They loved it and they went nuts. At the time, our father had lost his job as a carpenter and, um, he, uh, I, I'm sorry. He was working at a concrete plant and he had lost his job. Yep. And so we began we began playing music on the weekends and traveling at first just around Texas before we moved to the Ozarks mm-hmm. uh, in in the early nineties. And then um and this is actually before Catherine was even born and then Correct. and then um eventually we started traveling all around the southern half of the United States and the word spread. My mom got my dad to watch the famous sixty minute special in I think it was nineteen ninety two about Branson. Mel Tillis was on there right. famous right. artist and, there, and Mel Tillis got on there and he said he said look I'm building a 10 million dollar theater and I'm going to have it paid off in year one Yeah, and my father said hmm there's gold in those hills <laughs> yeah. um, and at that time said, there was go. Yeah, it was, gold there was about
1: the time yep. the explosion yep. started Correct. It the was. early 90s explosion explosion everything
4: sort of happened so my dad took this VHS tape of our act to Silver Dollar City and they called us, lo and behold, and they said, hey, why don't you come up here for a week or two and we'll give it a shot. I mean, you guys look interesting. You know, you're, you're, you're stair-step kids all playing the fiddle. Yeah. This seems like They're something so we
3: could do. They're so cute in the cowboy hat. But, <laughs> yeah.
2: you know, but, but let me interject because I did see you when you guys were very young. Yeah, they were cute. And so <laughs> yeah. cute will take you so far. Yeah. But you yeah. guys were talented. Make well, no mistake about it even at a very very young age yeah you had the cute factor going on and your little cowboy hats and your vest and it was it was cute to look at but you guys put on a great show and you were the, talented
4: the Thank key you. to that the key to that was we started out as classical violinists which developed our ears right. our dexterity and our appreciation for music there was a gentleman uh, in 1991 by the name of Frenchie uh, Burke uh, who was a Cajun fiddler. I was growing disillusioned as I got older with classical music because it was so difficult and I didn't find it fun anymore. He introduced me to fiddle music, and that was when the spark started going off.
1: I was going to ask you that yeah. question yes. because somehow you went from Itzhak Perman yeah. to the Orange Blossom Special. Correct. And, and that's exactly and, what it was. And you realized that people went,
5: Oh, yeah. who the Orange Blossom well, see, Special. We would, you
1: know, and, and I'm we, sure that you got a reaction. Oh, yes. yeah. Tim
5: and Frenchie Burke hit it off because yeah. Tim had the chops, the classical chops, to be able to tear up the fiddling. Well, Frenchie would go to these completely over the top um, German country music festivals all around Texas, the KIKK festival. And and, I mean, just, you know, a barn full of 3,000 German Texans just ready to have a great time. (laughs) And he launches into this fiddle. Well, Part of Frenchie's acts, when Tim was able to go, would, Tim would come out on the inn, and you know, when the Orange Blossom special hits, na 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 na, (laughs) here comes Tim to double up with him, and so Frenchie Burke had like this little mini-me, and we would be in the audience watching that. And so we would we would soak it up and we were like, man, this is amazing. And the crowd just goes nuts and they love it. Yeah. And Frenchie's working it. I mean the guy was a consummate showman. Yeah. So Tim picked up those moves and we started incorporating that into our show. The crowd loves it. And then that's when the fire really hit. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. Frenchie Burke taught us how to be
5: performers. When you're
4: a classical musician, you stand there and you play and the focus is on what you're playing. Right. Frenchie taught us how to play tricks with our fiddles. You could saw your fiddle behind your back. You could play it underneath your leg. He taught us how to be entertainers. So, and, 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 and because he was able to play something and I could pick it up really quickly because of my classical music training and dexterity on the, on the fingerboard. Right. It was just a, it was, it was a match. We traveled all over Texas. And then the, and then the guys saw that it, you know, and they, I, Wow, that was amazing. We want to entertain like that man. That man knew how to work a crowd. Yeah, And the seeds that he planted in us still live on today in our show with how we work over a crowd. The showmanship skills and the the crazy things that we do. But so 1993, we're on the gazebo at Silver Dollar City. Our parents took a chance on us and they moved up here to Branson to live in the Ozark Mountains. Uh we think that that God is telling us this is where we belong. Yeah. You know, our parents are, are very Christian, they're very they faith and, oriented. Faith oriented sure. is yeah. the sure. right words. Turn Thank you. Faith back, right? Yeah. Sure. So they they uprooted us entirely on with a one week contract. It's over in our city. Oh we moved gosh. up here. Well we got here and because There was eight of us at the time, eight stair-step fiddlers. We we would play, and then we'd bring out another fiddler, then bring out another fiddler. And then the finale was Catherine would come out, and like you said, she'd saw her little fiddle and steal the show. And everybody would go, oh, that was amazing. Yeah. It's Silver Dollar City. It's that
1: littlest Von trap you know,
4: the boys. Right. Well, now, know, now, sound now of music. I do
3: something similar. Yes. I just have a big harp. So <laughs> you now I play. You know, I play the harp.
1: And the, you've got the largest yeah. string Pick instrument. On stage
3: stage. Yes. Yes. Yes, I had so to one up them somehow, which was
1: beautiful.
4: Silver Dollar, Silver Dollar City calls us back into the office. Yeah, and they say, uh, "Boys, the uh, the crowd likes you guys, you know, and and apparently you know how to entertain. So we're going to take you under our wing. We'd like to offer you a contract for the rest of the year and for Christmas. And for us, this was, was such a huge moment because, um, we had, we had played, you know, festivals and fairies and everything else. Silver Dollar City with roller coasters, um, funnel cakes, theme park. Right. They took us under their wing and they introduced us to all of their best people who costumed us, trained us. We immediately realized that it wasn't going to work just playing our fiddles. We were going to need to expand into a whole lot more than that. Mm-hmm. So mom went to every one of these shows on the strip. She'd find the best players. Shoji Tabuchi's harp player. She would She's call out the best players. Yeah, yeah. And say, I have a daughter. You need to work with her. Pianist from, you know, Mel or whatever. Yeah. All, all these different. And at one point she was coordinating 15, 20 different lessons a week. We were dancing, you know, with dance instructors and well, we were working on, on singing and, and every skill. And, and that went on for eight, nine, 10 years where yeah. mom was rolling 20, People a week through our home that were working wow. with us, you know, and, yeah. and the show was growing yeah. and growing and growing and yeah. we were making a name for ourselves in the early 90s at Silver Dollar City. From the very beginning of how it all started up, up through the Silver Dollar City years, that's, that's pretty much how it all fell into place. Yeah. And, and Silver Dollar City took us under their wing. Um, they really poured a lot of resources into us. And they, that's, and that's where
2: you established your name. Would you not that agree? Is where, yeah.
4: We actually played for over 5 million people that sat through our show based yeah. on the counts from each show. Yeah. And that is how uh, the legend of the Hay Goods uh, began yeah. and grew was because of those years. Here, Here's the crazy thing. And if, if you can envision this, uh, and, and Pat and Kat, they can back me up on this because it, it just sounds kind of nuts, but we were playing five or six 30 minute shows per day 5 to 6 days per week and we did this for 9 years, uh, March through December and we would go to school in between all of this Okay. Yes. yes. So, so,
2: so Patrick, let's talk about that a little bit. And, and Kat yeah. chime in here too. Uh huh. And I hope it's okay if I call you Kat, because your course. brother just did.
0: <laughs>
2: Growing up in that environment is not what we would term a normal oh, no. childhood yeah. as far as school years progressing through an elementary, junior high, high school experience. What was your education like? How did, how did that work for you
5: guys? Uh, we went, From a a pretty regular, normal life in Texas, going to public school, that kind of thing, um, to we were immediately in the frying pan. We were in a professional atmosphere. But we knew that each of the brothers who were around us were in the same situation. So it was cool because we kind of had this circle of compadres. Yeah, yeah. It was like, okay – what is the challenge that's placed in front of us? Well, we knew that, look, if you do good shows, you're going to get opportunities outside of what you never would have had in Texas. In Texas, we just, we just barely survived. We, the food was on the table but right. not much more. Right. Suddenly, we're at Silver Dollar City and it's like, OK, we're going to have to work really, really, really hard. Okay. We did shows during the day. In between shows, there was schooling. We had, uh, professional work agreements with Silver Dollar City. The state of Missouri monitored it. So we were minors who were, to, were employed. So there was a whole process to that. You know, we had to keep up on the schooling. Sure. But we were always the kind of people who were like, Okay, tell me I can't do it, and I'm just dumb enough to work for 10 years to yeah. figure out how to do it. Yeah. You know, we we would, like, you know, we, we'd wrestle amongst ourselves until the neighbor kid showed up. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. it was eight Hagrid's ready to rumble. Correct. I was going to I can beat up my brother, but you can't beat up my brother. This is
1: my number one question, Catherine. Yes. Did the boys pick on you?
3: Oh, man, no way. Okay, so that's a really hard question, <laughs> but... <laughs> Not really. They were more protective than anything. So oh. I guess you could take that as picking on, but they were picky with who was around. So I, I know My you,
1: guess is this. They can pick on you, but nobody else better pick right? on you. Yeah. <laughs> but,
3: you know, they, they also learned earlier that you, you give them the stink eye once or twice and you're like, hmm, you know, and then they back off. But no. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're really great guys, and honestly, um, I know that if I, my car broke down at midnight, that I could call any single one of them, and they would come running and we have with this another car.
5: Amazing family atmosphere that we were all in this together, and we knew we had to deliver, especially growing up. It was incredibly challenging, but we didn't have anything to base it off of. So we just knew that we had to protect Catherine. We had to protect the kids. And, and, And the only opportunities that we found, the only gratification that we found from it, the only doors that opened were through hard work. At Silver Dollar City, so that's all we knew was, look, okay, we're gonna do these four or five shows a, a, a day, and we're gonna crank through them, and we're gonna make them good. And if you didn't, you heard about it because that dude standing right next to you was your brother, yeah. and he was <laughs> counting on you to yeah. to deliver the backflip that that he was gonna need to do. You know, yeah. So yeah. we were very, our fates were very much intertwined. And the Silver we, Dollar City years.
3: we loved it. From day one, as Tim said, the crowd claps, you get an adrenaline rush, sure. and we absolutely love it till this day. We do not take one show for granted. And
1: you being the youngest. Yes. You watched every bit of it. You had to start it, yes. Timothy, mm-hmm. but she got, she got she the benefit of watching one. all of you guys yes. and, and watching the career and, and, and yes. maybe to a degree, understanding your part and the responsibility then that you have to, yeah, I mean, to, I mean you to, have to, to fit up. in there. I mean, keep how, how
3: many certain... instruments
5: do you play?
3: Uh, eight, nine, ten now. Just whatever I can pick <laughs> I, up. <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> yeah,
5: she would have been the epitome of all the hard work that she saw. Yes. She absorbed all of that and became the the best at what we were doing which was learning songs quickly learning instruments quickly because they had to be incorporated into the show yeah. the next effect what was the next okay it's ground fog who's going to figure out how the ground fog works okay what's the next effect it's going to be pyrotechnics okay who's going to figure out how the pyrotechnics
3: well work? and we grow and push each other to a certain extent it's like okay hey that solo was awesome how can we make that better and I have had the knowledge from these guys setting the groundwork like they said I can go to them and be like hey what do you think about this court or mm, what do you think about this or let's try this song next year or tim will come to me and be like hey what about this you know like let's play uh, four different instruments and change dresses you know well so- that is yeah.
1: that is one of the questions keith i had
4: well, tim, let tim let tim let tim's, tim's got tim, 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 tim's he I had was, a comment i
2: want to make sure
1: he gets yeah yeah
4: I, I was just going to say that i think that patrick and myself in particular felt a responsibility for Catherine because she was the only girl she was also the youngest in our family but more than that there was a quintessential moment before we moved to Branson when our dad sat us down and he said guys I lost my job you know and it was we were terrified we didn't know and um we were making more money on the weekends than our father would make working the entire yeah.
0: week yeah wow
4: and and that and so this whole this whole idea from the very beginning was was it was a survival instinct But it was also this thing where we don't care what anyone says. We will succeed. We will be the best. And the more that you tell us we can't do it, the more that you tell us you're going to play 400 shows per year, the more we're going to work to make it happen. Because we feel a connection.
0: Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. We (laughs)
4: have a connection to our family, to Catherine, that – we don't want her to know the hard times that we went through those Correct. years when yeah. Dad didn't have work. Yeah, we want her to grow up in a better life, right? And and right. that that whole thing is what just drove us for years and years and years.
2: So the longevity speaks for itself. But one of the questions I had was, it couldn't have all been smooth sailing. Oh I, mean I, mean, no. I mean, I don't I oh, don't mean the hard work, no. but I mean you know, no, I, I've got I've got just two brothers and a sister. Yeah. And we are very close, but I know sometimes growing up we butted heads. Oh, oh gosh, that. yeah. So, do, yes. so how do you how do you how do you handle that? Because you gotta you've obviously worked through those things sure. and stayed together.
4: Well let me let me give you let me give you an idea kind of circling back to what happened after Silver Dollar City because it, it kind of explains that those conflicts that we had within our family. Uh in two thousand we told Silver Dollar City, you know, God bless you guys, thank you for what you did for us, but we feel like we have to go out on our own. And everybody said it was impossible. Everybody said this isn't going to work. We we borrowed my dad's entire inheritance that his grandmother had, had built. His entire net worth was $350,000. We borrowed all of it to start a show on the strip. And at that point, 2001, no, 2001, how old were you guys when you we, had your own yeah. theater on with our own theater highway? and a bank account with 350 grand? And we
5: honestly had no clue what we were doing. Uh, it
4: was, um, and we,
3: we blew it. Our last,
5: yeah, <laughs> our last show. So we told some um, our city in 2000, our last show was in 2001 and we opened, we were supposed to open on the strip March of 2002. Yeah. And there was a, the theater that we went to was being remodeled Mm -hmm. and it, the construction, you know, took longer than anticipated. We opened in May and by, uh, April of 2003, so about 14 months into our little adventure there, we'd burned through every dime. We were, we were completely bankrupt. Wow. And that's, that's when we, that's when we sat down
4: and we had a, a heart to heart yes. and 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 a whole lot of, of very deep conversations about our future and what had just happened and we realized then that that the way to hold this family together was to let Everybody stay in their own lane. So along, along with committing ourselves to continue to earn my dad's inheritance back, which took years, by the way, and that's, we'll get to that in a minute. We figured out, because there was such high tension within our family, because it was a survival thing. Sure. We figured out how to begin working together because we had no choice. And the key to that was, Let everybody stay in their own lane. I'll give you an example. At that point, the reason why we lost all that money is because we had a gentleman who was a marketing guy who'd sold us a bill of goods, and it was all false, and we had lost... And we believed him. And we believed him, and and that's how we lost all our money. Those damn marketing people. (laughs) And and kids is is a common tale. So I decided at that point, fellas, I'm going to learn how this thing works. I'm going to be your marketing guy. Patrick said... Okay, boys, I'm gonna be your CPA. I'm gonna to go to college. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be your accountant because we see what happens when we don't have these things. Dominic is gonna take care of the music. Michael's gonna take care of the lighting and the special effects because we can't pay anyone to do it. We have no money. We're out. Right. Catherine is gonna build the costumes and, um, help us with choreography. You know, Matthew's also gonna help us with the music. And it was at that point that we really stopped all of the internal conflicts because we had no choice, honestly. Mm-hmm. And we got serious with each other. As a family and with our business, and we and we made a commitment that okay, no matter what, we're going to make this work. And that's when the internal conflicts stopped, and that's when our business began to slowly take off slowly. and to slowly
5: we work very slowly. <laughs> part, you know, part of it was, and I give my parents credit for this was, you know, right about ninety nine. They, I was nineteen. Tim's twenty one. They realized that they had they had kind of lost control of. <laughs> This this thing that they had created, and they're very well, you're grown men at
2: this point. you are not
5: And and the show was extremely well at Silver Dollar City. They they realized they had to hand this off, and so they sat us down and they told us and they said, "Look, if you want to keep doing this, then do it and do whatever you like." And that's when we started looking at the strip. But they 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 kind of they let us go, and they didn't stay in the management side of that. Now. Part of the 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 reverse side of that was it took us ten years on the strip of, of blood, sweat and tears to start to figure out how the Branson market worked and, and what was working and what wasn't working and, and, and all of that, you know, it took that long for those seeds to grow into something that was actually measurable. But they said, Guys, it's yours. If yeah. you want this, take it. Which Well, that
2: Branson market has had some ebbs and flows in that ten years too. Oh oh my gosh! I mean, we
4: we, we saw. I'm going to just go ahead and term it what it is: cataclysmic changes in the Branson market. Yeah, huge changes during that time period. And And during that time period, we actually we actually ended up purchasing a theater, and we had a lot of shows that worked for us, and we built it in this huge business. And um, as you said, Branson changed big time because yeah. the people that were teenagers in the 50s who were supporting all of the acts that were here in the 90s who were then at the end, the very tail end, um, Jim Stafford and um, Andy Williams, Andy Williams M- Mickey the ball Gilly, numbers, Roy the Clark. Yes, hey, you yes. remember all of yes. them oh, yeah, Bobby, sure man. Yeah, they, they were at the tail end of it and nobody had stepped up to fill right. that void. Right. And the teenagers in the 50s, they passed on and a new generation came into town. Well, guess what? That new generation didn't want what the previous generation had wanted. And besides those entertainers had all retired. So, you know, by now we're we're in the mid two thousands, you know, getting into the 2010, 2015. And all of a sudden we figured out how to entertain these people. You know, 15 years ago, we figured out how to dial it in. Okay. So here's,
2: I made, I'm I'm sorry. I made some notes during the show. Of course. So here's how you guys have dialed it in. Brad made a comment to me during the intermission. He said, look around. There is a diverse audience here. There are people. There are grandparents. There are great grandparents down to youngsters. Yeah, teenagers, And I don't kids, mean yeah. even younger than teenagers. I mean, yeah. there were kids there. Yeah, lots of families. Yeah. So here are just some of the artists that you guys pull from in your show. Bruno Mars, John Denver, ACDC. Oh, yeah. Hank Williams, Twisted... Twisted Sister, Michael Jackson, Leonard Skinner, Charlie Daniels, a lot of Motown, yep. Simon and Garfunkel, yep. Queen, and I left out a whole bunch of others. Those are just the ones, Metallica. So you, you are giving, you are touching all bases so, in this yep. show and it, but it works. Everybody loves it and the way it flows, I just, But what what you're telling me,
1: Timothy, was there was a point when you all, from a content standpoint, that didn't work and people didn't come to Branson to hear Metallica and you had to to go through the pain of figuring out – the rest of the entertainment world in Branson had to morph a little bit oh, too, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, so you had some old rockers that came in and yeah. wanted to, and, yeah. want, and they're like, oh, well, okay, it's not just, I don't mean this bad. It's not just ball knobbers and, That's and good. yeah, yeah. Well, and Shepherd we, of the Hills. You know, yes. we, we got a little rock going back in, into Branson. It's you know? the
3: age old line when they say, give the people what they want. So we had to, like you said, figure out, okay, we have to change our show. We have to update it. We have to do something different, but also keep what the older generation likes. So how can we yeah. deliver yeah. from yeah. one years old to a 100 years old and beyond? How can we do that? And working together um, with Tim and Patrick as the head, we have managed to um, – Create this product. But
2: a lot of it is stylization. It's, you know, you're taking, yeah, you're playing Metallica, but you're not playing it, it like, Metallica. like Metallica. Correct. Yes. Right. Right. Correct. Correct. Bingo. And so Bingo. you have stylized right. it to where <laughs> it is pal- it's, yes. it's palatable for everybody. <laughs> Bingo. And that's the key to everything. Yeah. That's right the, so it. let's uh, put
5: this into perspective here. So when we first started in Branson in the 90s in the Silver Dollar City and even up to about 2000 when we moved into Branson, we were still seeing the World War II you bet. Uh Reunions yeah. rolling through town, yeah. and guys, there were a lot of them, yeah. okay, but yeah. think about those guys who are coming back from the war they 're eighteen they're nineteen they're twenty okay. What did they grow? Da 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 We're Miller, talking right. about the big bands, band band. yes, yeah. in the mood. Yeah. That kind of stuff yeah. is what those kind of the Conway Twitty artists out there. Yeah. The, those kind of guys were what the '90s really was. Well, okay, now then, what happened? Coming past 2005, 2010, we started seeing the Korean War guys. Yeah. Now all right these guys were kind of in between and honestly there was a really weird period there where we were like what do these people want what is going
3: on? <laughs> They you know, don't know what they're are doing from Elvis right?
2: to Doris Day Exactly no, no, so go. then so from, then you just yeah.
5: did this big bundle of variety Well what happened in about the last uh, right about Tim said yeah 2015 is the baby boomer generation, the yeah. Vietnam generation showed yeah, up and exactly. that's where the Vietnam reunions were. And, and at that point, we realized, OK, we can surprise them with the familiar. So these are rockers. Yeah. These baby boomers—they are rock and roll kind of little rebellious. There's you bet. there's a lot of RVs out there towing their their motorcycle trailers. Oh, yeah. You know. You yeah. bet. So
2: okay, well, the, the bottom can't take
5: riding them that. Far, so. <laughs> so what are the crossover tunes? Our generation, the you know the the forty year olds who are in the middle of their life are going to know, but the but the the ten to twenty year olds are going to know as well. But the rockers, the old baby moors are going to well. That's Simon and Garfunkel, exactly. you know, "Sound of Silence" I, that was recently redone uh, by Disturbed, guys. I, as soon as that yeah. came out, yes. Tim and I said, "That's going in the show." That Guys, moment in the show, I, yeah. I think that was my. I, 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 I honestly think, was think
1: that was my favorite was moment in the whole show. one well, well, of my favorite, and, but, and it's
2: beautifully and done. For one of those reasons, because it is, it hits, it hits here. Yeah. Me, it hits me in the heart. I learned harmonies listening to that kind of music. Yeah. Yes, yeah, but, but really what's interesting
4: great. about that song is that's a prime example of the stuff that we slave over to find for the show. You know, our yeah. research, our research and development is hundreds and hundreds of hours, and it's because. When Disturbed came out with their version of it, the heavy metal version of it, it was number one. It was one of the biggest YouTube videos of all time. All the kids were listening to it. Like, wow, this is a great song by Disturbed. And it's like, actually, that's Simon and Garfum. If you can find that kind of material, and that is the magic and the key to our entire show. I mean, I'll give you an example. If you... Um, at the end of the show, we're playing this wild, outrageous version of Cotton Eye Joe with these instruments and all this stuff. And then our brother Michael comes out with a jet pack and an LED suit. Right. And because the Top Gun movie just was resurrected, the kids now know Top Gun. And so while he's flying around in a jetpack, he's playing the theme song from Top Gun yeah. that all of us 80s kids grew up with. The The section before that, which is the movie themes, is the exact same thing. Yeah. You've got um, Mission, Mission Impossible. Impossible. You have Ghostbusters. You have Pirates of the Caribbean, which is now, right? You know, you have Star Wars, which is Universal. The way we figured out to how to make money in Branson is that you've got to be able to entertain the five-year-old and the one hundred-year-old. Yeah, and if you can solve that riddle, yeah,
5: yeah,
4: and, and honestly, well, the way I
5: think it,
3: you guys have. Thank you. And oh.
2: well, you know, Catherine's playing Frozen on the harp. Oh, yeah. oh on the harp. Oh, When she yes. lit, lit into that, I was like, every five year old girl in this <laughs> audience is going crazy right and now. And I it's,
3: love it when they I know. sing along oh, I know. They sing the yeah. chorus, and I can hear them in my headset. And yeah. I that's a that's a really touching moment for it's me because be. I'm like, one time we had so many school groups come, and there there was a couple hundred kids, and they all sang at the same time, and nice. it was just a chilling moment. I bet. But yeah, that that was new um, oh, last great. year. I
1: had the question down, Timothy. You all stay in your in your own lanes to a degree. I mean, you've yeah. got you've got a separation sure. of yeah. duties. Yeah, sure. Dude, sure. I was going to say powers. I was going to say duties. <laughs> but one of the things I wanted to ask you guys is, how do you sit down and curate a show? I mean, yeah. it's yeah. just. I would think that does have to be sort of a team effort because you've only got a couple million out there to choose from. Trial and
3: error. You know, if something doesn't work, we'll pull it. If it doesn't feel right when we're developing it, we'll go, guys, what can we do to change it? And we'll cut it. We're not attached to well, anything. Well, Broadway,
1: you've got out of uh, city tryouts, you know, before it gets to to, of to New York. Yeah. Yes. You know, yeah. I kind of wondered so, if you guys yeah. have sort of at we least do. We your do. We have a, kind of we have a vetting uh, system. Yeah. We have a.
4: It's actually a, a, a very grueling process to go through uh, everything that has come out in the course of a year before we develop a new show. We want to hear all the number one songs, country radio, rock and roll, Spotify. We want to go to Vegas. We want to go to Broadway. We want to go to Chicago. want to see what everyone's doing. We want to go to as many concerts as we can. We want to see what's percolating out in the public sphere because the problem The problem today is a variety show is challenging because no one is listening to the same music, right? Right. So, you know, back, back in the day, you had three or four radio stations and you had three or four television channels. You know, everybody knows the story. These days you have curated playlists of the most obscure things. Right. So you've got to find the songs and the material that identify with every single age group. And that gets harder and harder every year. And honestly, I personally spend hundreds of hours in January going through everything that has come out during that year and finding those things that will break through to every single age group. Yeah. And and that's what gives the show the magic that it has. Part, I mean, of,
5: I, part of this yes. search for the correct music is also part of the search for the correct presentation, whether it's the effect, right. whether it's the back screens, whether it's the point in the show that it's used. Are we going to use streamers, ground fog, lasers, lights? What, what are we going to plug in here that's going to enhance it? Because part of the challenge is… Is while music is timeless and we have multi generational songs out there, this is the screen age and everybody's using screens, especially post COVID. So we're seeing senior citizens all the way down to two year olds. Okay, they can dial in the most amazing concerts instantly. Yep. We have to compete with that. Who's using drones in their show? What kind of effects? They, what? What is that? What is that lighting thing? The, the floating orbs. Right. Mm-hmm. We were one of the first shows in the U.S. to get that because our Chinese suppliers said, hey. Some of these concerts are using these things. Do you want to use them? And Michael, who's actually in charge of those effects, said, yeah, let's get them in. And last Christmas, they plugged them in. So you have to look at the effects and the presentation also and then wrap this whole thing up into a giant bow. And gentlemen, the truth is it doesn't always work.
2: The spectacle, (laughs) I I can tell you, the spectacle and the production quality – Top notch as a theater guy. You know, those are things I look for. I'm a tough audience. I got to be honest. You guys are doing it right. And it it's not just entertain, it's engage. Part,
5: part of the, the thing that really helps us is the fact that we are at a theater, Clay Cooper Theater, that is extremely well run. It's organized and I don't have to worry about the box office. I don't have to worry about the electric lights. I don't have to worry about what's going on in the maintenance of the theater. All of us focus on the show. So we have landed in this really great place where we can work with a theater owner in Branson, but we don't have to travel either. My time isn't spent worrying where the bus is going to go and is Uh, there enough fuel in it. It's got to be nice. No, I go home at night and we focus just on the show and scrub that product and scrub yeah. that product and you've been here since shines.
1: 14 so you've been here right yes, yes. that is yes. you've been here yeah. for a while and we're not
5: going anywhere
1: <laughs> <laughs> you have well, gone though uh-huh. but you guys have gone on the road we and have sure. uh yeah. Yeah, you have. yes and yeah. i i want to touch on that just for a minute and then we've got to get to our our top three picks but what i wanted to ask you was i mean when you go to china you go to another country and you just got through telling us how difficult a time you spent <laughs> trying to figure out a Branson, oh, uh, yeah. a Branson audience, but you're overseas.
5: That I, I would to, imagine, where, to, where though, to start on the China adventure was a
3: great <laughs> learning experience. Yes, yeah, was...
4: and you're saying, but you don't need to do it again is that sort of yeah correct we 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 would not do another china tour and it wasn't because the audiences didn't like us they they loved, they loved us so this. much to the point crazy. where it was a security threat oh wow they wow. thought we were famous people and treated us as such <laughs> they, they didn't know that we're just a Branson act you know but um, <laughs> we not, tried we tried once again to stay tonight. with the most universal things we could you know we played michael jackson we sure. apparently the eagles and john denver are a huge thing over there so we did a lot of eagles yes. and john denver and and it was and it was a good adventure. but honestly it made us appreciate the system that we have in Branson. Think about this for a second. We have very famous people uh, in the country music world or even in the rock world that come to the show and they talk to us and they say, how do I get what you have? I am sick and tired of being on a bus or traveling around the world or the country for six months out of the year or nine months out of the year in order to make money. I rarely see my children. And you guys are selling 6,000 tickets a week or 5,000 tickets a week, whatever the number is. How, How do you pull that off? Because I want that. And the reality of it is, is that in Branson as entertainers, we have the most unbelievable system here. We're going to be in our beds in a couple of minutes. We're going to see our children in the morning and I'm going to go fishing in the morning because I'm five minutes away from Lake Tinie nice. <laughs> Um All of these things are possible because we have these theaters here. People travel to see us and yet we can make an extraordinary living doing what we're, we're doing, be phenomenally successful musicians – we can own our own product. We're not beholden to anybody else, and yet we have a theater five minutes from our homes where if we want to come in and experiment at 2 a.m. In, in the morning, it's available to us, and we can. Wow. So we have the best of all worlds here as entertainers. And you're recording. And, and you record. And we record. We You've have our got own albums. recording studio. Yes. We have albums that are out there of our own music. So it's funny because every year America's Got Talent, they call us up. Yes. Every year. Every year. And they, say, and they say, listen, if you'd come and be on America's Got Talent, you could be a really big act. And we still, yeah, yeah. And so we're, we, we're I, got like, some, I got some numbers like, on that. Okay. Yeah, well, well, okay. we start looking at the numbers carefully at the grand prize, you know, and yeah. and everything else. And they say, well, you could have a a big show in Las Vegas, and we're thinking, well, that'd be a nightmare. Why do we want that? Yeah. And they said, well, you could be famous on TV. Well, we don't have any more seats available. We sell on every <laughs> single show. So yeah. why would we want? And yeah. the thing is, is when when you do something like that, you're going to sign your life away to Simon Cowell. He's going to control your destiny exactly. from then on. Yeah. And um, we don't need to do that. Yeah. We play three to four shows a week, every single one of them sells out. We turn away two to 300 people every show. What more do you want? Yeah. I mean, why would you possibly want to mess with that? And obviously,
1: you know? you're having fun doing it. We
0: yeah. love we it. are having it, fun comes, doing it.
1: You know what? That comes through, we, guys. It comes through. You can always tell when somebody's just mailing it in. We feel so
3: lucky, like I said, to step on well, stage. And people have been coming for generations and supporting us. We wouldn't be here without the fans that are bringing their kids and their grandkids. And Branson is in a... Wonderful location and, yep. um, people can drive from all over and yep. now they are getting in their yep. RVs and driving, driving from all over, but it, it really has a lot to do with the fans who have supported us from the beginning and the people who are finding Branson. Tim asked there who's been here before and people will raise their that? hand yeah. and more than half is, 75%. is new. Yeah. So yeah. we're just so thankful that Branson is on like another up, upswing and another boom traffic. Yeah, and it, and it is. It's, we it's, love traffic. Yeah, it <laughs> is on the
2: upswing. Yeah. And, and for the Bon Vivants out 76 there, 76 highway. Yeah. The yes. Bon Vivants out there, Branson, Missouri is in the southwest corner of the state, about an hour south of Springfield, Missouri. And there's a, the Springfield airport has been greatly enhanced to handle incoming tra- yes, tra- traffic now. It. Johnny Morris has Bass Pro and Big Cedar properties all around Branson, golf courses. It is a destination location for vacations family getaways everybody everybody. and uh, if you like entertainment and recreation and water sports and golf and nature this is the place for you you. come to branson you
5: know when dad said you know in the 60 minutes said there's gold in are hills a lot of people thought oh well it's selling show tickets or you know it's it's coming to branson and doing the branson thing and i think we've learned over the years that It's actually kind of a a deeper sort of thing. There is a magic to the Ozarks. When I'm flying my Cessna 182 and the sun is setting and I just spent the day hopping from one grass field to another in Arkansas that are laid up right by the creeks or on the tops of the mountains. And I'm able to watch that sunset as I'm landing at Clark downtown runway 32 and the wind is perfect and the hills are behind me and I just come down over the lake a little bit. And I'm like, there's the magic. It's, That's the
1: yeah, goal. It's absolutely That's gorgeous. That's the goal. That's it's, why yes. I'm not going to do a show in Las Vegas <laughs> yes. with Simon Cowell. Yeah. Sorry. We love we it we, we do
3: do oh, here so much. Why the do I want to give that
2: up? Uh, uh, well, our hearts
5: are here. We well, love these hills. That's
2: a good transition point. You know, We could talk all day about this. And uh, we need to wrap it up. We've taken enough of your time. We need to let you get home and uh, to your family and get some rest tonight. But we want to wrap up with our three top picks. Okay. So, uh, and Timothy came up with this one. So it's three top Branson attractions or memories. This
1: will be sort of our Branson travel log. It will. It (laughs) will. And in fact,
2: I'm going to let the Branson Chamber of Commerce know we're doing this show and let them, uh, hopefully they'll give us a little uh, PR (laughs) on it. So yeah,
4: Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to actually do both and I'll make it quick so I don't burn too much of everybody's time. But, um, number one memory, um, I think it was 1994 was meeting Johnny. Cash at the Mansion Theater in Branson. Missouri. So, um, you know, uh, and it burns, burns, burns. Has, has always been the song that was in my mind, is stuck in my mind. And our guitar player, Steve, got tickets to go and see Johnny Cash, and uh, we drove around back. His black bus was out there. Um, quintessential moment of my life. I just, wow. I, I just kind of, I shook Johnny Cash's hand. He'd been a hero of mine forever. We had his records. Um, so, so huge for me. Yeah, um, that's great. So I would say, uh, as far as attractions go, I'm gonna have to go with, um, Big Cedar Lodge and everything that Johnny Morris has built out there. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's, a, he's a course of course a billionaire, so he has unlimited resources, but the golf courses this man has built, my wife is a golfer, I appreciate golf. I'm not a good golfer, but I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> the golfers that this man has built are world class. Many people don't know that they literally, and when I say world class, if it says Ozark Mountains, no, 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 listen to me. These courses, if you had an unlimited so budget, this is what nice. you would build so and nice. if you had unlimited budget to build um cabins in the Ozark Mountains just nestled in there perfectly and yeah. the and top of the rock restaurant yeah and everything that this man does um is just a plus plus it's just incredible so those
5: yeah. th- that's my memories and
4: attractions so I, I think that's great yeah
5: I would go uh memory would be uh late ninety three where we're running through the woods behind our house, the Mark Twain National Forest and we'd heard rumors of a cave. That there were caves in these hills, Missouri is a state. You know, there's a oh, bunch yeah. of them. And we found one. And and guys at that point the sense of Huckleberry Finn adventure was just so alive and we explored that thing. We were for sure that there were old ballmar meetings in there and we we're gonna find some kind of treasure. We followed this thing all the way back and it was that it would it just set this hook that I mean we literally followed the stream coming down out of the mountain and then climbed up into it and you know, we the whole thing, it was wonderful with the, the candles and you know, hook, get the rope out, out at the entrance so we don't get lost right, like the yeah. whole thing you, you know run a we string. lived yeah. that guys wow attraction one would be um marvel cave um you're not going to find a cooler underground um you know they, they they put hot air balloons in this thing and that is it is a marvel that's, that's where we yeah, grew up it's aptly named check yeah. out this cave it'll blow you away
1: yeah there's a picture patrick an old picture of this really, really long ladder. That just
0: mm-hmm. yes. freaks
1: me. I'm not good. Yes. First of all, yes. I don't like heights. I yeah. have a great, great God. sensitivity yeah. to gravity. Same. And I every time I look at that picture I just go oh that's my how God. they did and, my and you're going down into the into yes. the, the black depths the uh, like, of the earth. the bowels yeah. of the earth. I have yeah.
5: spoken to some of the people who explored that cave. Oh. And listen, it's it's a whole other sense of adventure. Yeah. Talking about adventure, I'm going to follow that up with um you know the grass strips in Arkansas that I talked about. Yeah. There are these amazing airstrips out there and and you you know you take your airplane and you just land on this strip and you're literally in the middle of the the, uh, Buffalo River National, uh, oh, yeah. you know, wildlife refuge out there and you've got a stream flowing by you and you just flew in and you know, there's 3,000 foot mountains on either side and you got a, a, a north approach to swing in around the mountains and drop the power on the airplane <laughs> and land and get it stopped before yeah. you get to the end yeah. of the runway. Guys. I love it. That Buffalo, adventure. Buffalo is
2: a great floating river. Oh, absolutely! Uh, yeah. yeah, I think yes. people people don't know what kind of streams and rivers we have in Missouri either. Oh my you know, god! Oh, they're so gorgeous, beautiful, crystal yeah. crystal clear,
3: yeah. spring, spring fed. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Trout sure. filled with trout.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That. So,
3: um, right. Did you get yours in? Yep.
5: I'm done. All right, okay. Catherine. That
3: transitions perfectly into <laughs> um favorite memory. Um I'm a very simple girl. Uh my dad actually would take us fishing on Table Rock Lake and we would get up early Sunday, we would go to early service and then he would take us um to the shoreline on Table Rock Lake and sometimes we would stay till sun up to sundown and just those memories with um dad really uh ring true and another favorite memory would be kayaking on Taney Como, which is right next to Table Rock feeds into Taney Como. Right. 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 As the sun is setting, the fog is coming over the water and you and your friends are floating and we tied glow sticks to the kayaks and we floated all the way down at night <laughs> and ended up at the Branson landing and loaded up the kayaks and had dinner on the landing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It wow. was, it was just a nice. wonderful experience and I'm going to go with, the attraction would either be uh, the lakes, the landing, or um, I really like the go karts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ever since I was really little, I would um, want to drive really fast. So the, go, the, go, the go-karts at the track and yeah, the Ferris yeah. wheel. You like that
1: wood track one? Yes. That, that, yeah track. Oh, That's yes. a great track. And, and, the, and, the, and the, the tires track. just kind of go, blah, 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 blah. I love great noise. Every yeah. time
3: my friends come to town, I'm like, you want to go ride go-karts at the track? <laughs> so, so Let's again, do the Ferris wheel. <laughs>
2: for you Bon Vivant, uninitiated Bon Vivants out there, Branson, it's not just an entertainment and lake resort venue there is a part of it that has uh, a carnival like atmosphere oh, very, sure. very similar to myrtle beach uh in that you know you got all sorts of attractions and rides and games and oh, yeah. arcades and things like that so
3: for sure something yeah. so for that's everyone a, truly. that's a great
2: choice that's a great choice so um memory for me is going to be i'm, I'm going to lump several together but it's all around silver dollar city Probably you guys have a lot of dear memories of that too, but, yes. but because through the years when we went there, it touched me in different ways. Uh, the first time that I can remember was on the train. I was a little, little kid. This may have been my first performance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was a little kid and they, they, you know, they have the train that goes around and they rob the train. Yeah. Yes. And I was seated adjacent to the money bag. <laughs> And got looped into the wow. skit, looped into wow. the the bit I
3: remember. Yeah. with
2: the yeah. with the robbers. Yeah. I got pulled into it, and I was on stage unknowingly. I didn't, you know, <laughs> but I played along. So, uh and then you know, as as high schoolers going on field trips, and that's a whole different experience. And then. Uh, taking your children, especially Christmas time. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So many good memories of Silver City at Christmas time and, and vacations and, and just through the years and watching it evolve because, you know, it grew as a park. Over the years, too, and then of course the Beverly Hillbillies connection. That uh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. They came back and did a couple of shows at Silver Dollar City. Yes, so, they did. So that's a track, memory-wise, and an attraction. You could call that an attraction too. But attraction for me was again because of the tie to my family was Whitewater. Living in Springfield, oh, yeah. you we would buy a, a season pass to Whitewater, and then it had they had what they call Nightwater. And it was after hours, but we were so close that you could get off of work, pick the kids up, put the suits on, drive down, and do a couple of hours at the water park, feed them dinner, and go home. And it was like, this is great. And the crowds were gone. Great know, It was after hours. The the crowds were gone. So Whitewater is a pretty fun water park. So those are my two. My. I think what I'm gonna do, I'm just gonna collapse mine, cause... Yeah, I think, I think I, we've got a good
1: thing I, going here. I, well, I agree with Timothy on, on golf down here. I got to play Branson Creek oh, yeah. right after been yes. opened. Has one of the prettiest par threes. It has a cave kind of behind, yeah. behind it, the par three. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, it's a Tom Fazio course, and yeah. I like Tom Fazio courses because he always puts his T-blocks kind of up, so, you get this sort of grip it and rip it mentality <laughs> on almost every oh, hole. You just get up there and you see everything in front of you and you try not to see what's over here on the sides, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. but you've got Buffalo Ridge, you've got Top of the Rock, yeah. which also combines spelunking because, uh, yeah, well, right. we found a cave, didn't we? Yeah,
0: just yeah, so. uh, a, yeah a,
1: little, a little
2: crater there. <laughs> yep. <It's> like, oh, <laughs> or, I don't know or, if Tommy's or one. Or one was found yeah, for I don't us. Know if Johnny, I don't know if Johnny's
1: filled that one in or, or not. It's, I think it's, no, going wait, charge, it's going to charge. It's going to charge people to go through. Yeah, they're
3: still. And then you've got Payne
1: Valley that uh, the Tiger Woods worked on. Yes. So um, yes. I mean, you've Amazing. got some first-class golf. My my big question is: Do you remember the first time you rode Fire in the Hole? Fire in the Hole.
3: <laughs> yes. Fire, oh, Fire
1: in the Hole. And I heard an ugly rumor. That fire in the hole is going to go bye bye. And they are going to put a, they're going to put a new, but they're going to put a new, uh, indoor roller coaster of some some kind. You do. Uh, Yes. See, you go to the local, the local. Are we allowed to break the news? You want to tell them who your neighbor is?
5: I'll keep it real, no. No. Okay. I'll, I'll (laughs) I'll keep it real general. Um, but. That ride was one of a kind when it, when it first opened up. And they, they built it from the ground up. They literally said, okay, here's what we want. Let's just, let's just spitball this thing and let's, let's see what we do. And that ended up fire in the hole. So that's, that's how these stories of fire in the hole are so amazing because it, it was literally the first of its kind. Well, over the years, there's been a very real deterioration of it. And it's not because they're not taking care of it. It's because so much of these was – the parts to it Customized. were literally fabricated <laughs> right. for right. one right. of right. right. a yeah. kind. Right. Yeah. Well, what eventually happened a couple of years ago was kind of a coming to Jesus meeting of look – we're gonna have to do something with this ride because we can't just keep creating these fabricated parts and a lot of them really don't even adhere to the the standards. Safety standards. Right. That, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And we're grandfathering in a lot. Yeah. Um so Silver Dollar City doing what they do best. They said, Okay, we're gonna take the best parts of Fire on the Hole. So you're not gonna lose Fire in the Hole. Yeah. Okay. But we're gonna kick it up. And here's the cool thing is their new Fireman's Landing that they've had for a couple of years, the new Fire on the Hole is going to be attached to Fireman's Landing. So oh, cool. they're, they're doing the theming side to it All that right. they do cool. so yeah, well. Okay. That'll work. But if they didn't do this – the ride was literally going to age itself out over time. Well, and you're talking yeah,
2: liability see. issues that nobody yeah, wants to you, take on. you so, got to
5: say yeah. the old girl's
2: had a good ride. <laughs> <I> <laughs> mean, how many people oh, yeah. have yeah. ridden that ride? I might have ride. to go
3: for one last. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I, and I forget that our Bon Vivants may not know what Fire in the Hole is. It is a roller coaster at Silver Dollar City, which is an amusement park, and it is it is – Epic! It's and
1: indoor. It's, uh, yeah. it's an indoor yeah. coaster. It was way. It was. It's in the, dark. At, it was, it, it's in the dark. It's yeah. way ahead of its time. It's dark It's way ahead yeah. of its time. Yeah. Yeah. So the other, the only other thing I wanted to mention, and that's your community theater, the Owen Theater, that's in yeah. downtown, old downtown Branson. Yes. Uh, we've got a mutual friend who was in Mamma Mia not long ago, yeah. and I had not had a chance to to go to that theater. Um, it's old, 1936. That yeah. thing was built by. It was built by a fisherman and Keith and I have a very soft spot for community theater, and I just uh, saw
5: Little Women there. Did and you? And it was fantastic. Yeah,
1: wow. and I mean, Beauty. And such the such beast. a good job oh, down guys. there. You've got some very talented people that that love doing theater. Do you guys do theater? Have you guys done not like, not, not really
4: musical? I mean, when musicals, would they have the had music part, part, theater, part of theater. Good, good point. Yeah. Yeah. there's him. a there's an Elvis uh, impersonator by the name of Joseph Hall, and we discovered him down at that theater. You just come into town and brought him onto the strip. So I mean, we're very very familiar with that theater. But love it. it. Talk about a uh, a Branson legacy. Thank God, that there's funding to keep it going and to yeah. do productions in there yeah. because. It is. Oh, it's very well loved. Yeah, it is one of a kind and needs to stay there forever. And if anyone yeah. ever tears it down, yes. we'll have something. <laughs> well, Branson yeah. Landing probably helped. I mean, Branson sure, Landing <laughs> brings a lot of folks oh, yeah. down well, into that area They just redid the
5: downtown. The downtown Betterment Association. They just redid the entire downtown. Yeah. Also, yeah. so yeah. the future is looking yeah. bright for the Owens Theater and for Branson downtown. Yeah. And for your listeners, you know, we've got this classic old downtown. Branson, that's that's all the old the thirties, yeah. you
0: bet. All those Where old it buildings there, yeah. Yeah. And it,
5: It's it's a great little attraction. In it is, itself. and you can walk it all.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, oh, yes, absolutely. We yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
5: Well, guys,
2: I cannot tell you how grateful we are. For letting us do this, this we've has had, been, we had this blast. Has been so much fun. This show was so much fun, and and then this is just the icing on the cake. So thank, thank you guys very and we'll much. We'll put for all
1: being of here. we'll put all of your links and yes. everything on our uh, yes on thank our you.
4: website. Awesome. Well, well, thank up. you
3: for coming yeah. and watching the show and hanging out. This oh, has been fun. We thank, loved
4: it. It. So, thank you for the wine and, and please. Uh, Please enjoy Ozark Mountain Country. Oh, we're going to. We're, we're, we're going, going to. to
1: listen to a little music here the next yeah, couple of days, yeah, awesome. so it'll be fun.
2: All right. All All right bon Vivants, Mr.
1: Enloe. Thanks for bon joining Bon
2: thanks, and uh, hey, cheers. Till next time, cheers. We Like That Too is produced as a labor of love for the enjoyment of Bon Vivant's everywhere. To get information about our bottles and links to our guests, go to our website, welikethatpodcast.com. Tune in to new episodes by subscribing on Apple, Spotify, and other popular streaming apps. Please remember to rate, review, and share. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at We Like That Podcast. So, everybody, hey, remember
1: the numbers one bottle, two good friends, and three top picks because we like that too.
0: We like that too. We like that too. We like that too We like that too